Does your bike need some love? Shimano Original Replacement Parts are the best way to renew the original function of your Shimano-equipped bike. Available online and at your local retailer. From Red Kite Prayer, this is The Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. I am Celine Yeager, and with me is my co-host, Patrick Brady. Each week, we take a look at how cycling fits in our lives. How are you doing, Patrick? I'm good. Had a fun little event this past weekend that I'll be talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Been spending a little time in the garage working on some bikes, uh, encountering frustrations that did not exist in 1989 when I was working in a shop. Wow. I'm yeah. sure the are maybe many frustrations that didn't occur then. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was no electronic shifting back then. That's not that hard. Bleeding hydraulic brake lines is honestly, it's kind of an art. So I've heard. And so I've experienced. (laughs) I've I've, uh, I've been on the business end of that. (laughs) It's like, Oh look, it's pulling straight to the bar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that brand know, new brake is pulling straight. Yeah, I should not be laughing about that. Yes. Yeah. Let's um, let's pump it real quick. Well, I mean, that happened on the mountain bike for years. Remember, like that was God, that was a thing. I the first time I did Leadville, dude. I can't even tell you like they I won't mention the brand, but the person in charge literally bled the brake that like before to make sure it would work. Uh-huh. And I start going down Columbine and guess who doesn't have guess whose brakes are just pulling straight to the bar. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I'm like pumping them frantically. I mean, they, they came back, but it's it's wow. very unnerving when that happens. I, I can't even imagine. I I mean, I'm I'm I like to think that I'm pretty good with presence of mind and, you know, situational awareness and staying calm and all that. <laughs> but that's one where I just don't know. <laughs> There's nothing else you can do. I mean, you right. just like just pump like fear. Pump right, exactly. Yeah. Wow. And just believe that they will return because there's there's really nothing much else you can do. Because that's even before dropper pose. So I couldn't like put my feet down <laughs> and like Fred Flintstone to a stop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you try to sit on your your top tube and you're just going to go over the bar that way. Yeah, no, that's terrible. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah, I can feel that. (laughs) I understand. And how was your weekend? Uh, Oh, God, it it was good. It was good. I like I I can't even the week went. It was one of those weeks that went so fast. I can't even remember, like, what was the weekend? Um, Pretty uneventful. Did some nice big rides just here at home. Uh, Got some work done. That kind of stuff. Yeah, just a weekend. Nice. Just a weekend. Yeah, cool. I figure we should say like a little RIP to Dirt Rag before we uh, get yeah. into our... Yeah. Oh, this one bumps Not me surprising. out so much. Not surprising. It, but. Surviving as an independent is increasingly unlikely. 30 years is a long time for that model to... You know, and like so many just really never... Never got the web thing down, you know, like never figured <laughs> out because you can't monetize the web. You can't make money. I mean, that's just where we're at. That's where we've been. 
Yeah. Um, I had always been hopeful that, uh, that, that the events would be the moneymakers at some point, you know, because the Dirt Fest events, I, I've attended them. Wildly fun, wildly popular. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, Maurice and I had talked uh, a couple different years about me coming out for it and doing a reading and we just never quite got it together, but it was always one of those next year, next year. Yeah. Now there's yeah. not going to be a next year. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I mean, people liked bicycle times, but it never, it, that never got traction. And I think that kind of hemorrhaged a little bit. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a bummer. It's it really a bummer. is. It really is. Having those unique perspectives is something that's really good for the community. You know, yeah. diversity is always good. It doesn't matter what it is. Diversity is always good. Well, and being on the East Coast, it was always just for me, like, it was like, <laughs> wow, hey, my people, you know, I mean, it was just. Right. The scene was very different, you know, here in many ways. And I didn't I didn't recognize myself in bike. You know, I didn't recognize myself in those places, but. Dirt rag very much spoke to the what I what I look around, what I see. Yeah. Yeah. It was the until the ride came out, it was the magazine of record for New England. Because yeah. they, they reached into New England pretty quickly. And I, I first met Maurice uh, at Mount Snow. And Oh wow. Yeah. Basically every time I showed up at a Vermont mountain bike race, they were there. But there was also like Jackrabbit Run down in Connecticut and some of those other races, uh, Waterville Valley, New Hampshire. Yeah. You'd roll in and there'd be Maurice either like standing in front of a vehicle, hawking them or, you know, in an expo tent, if it was actually that sophisticated. Um, yep. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I'm really bummed about this. Uh, I look forward to seeing what he does next. He's somebody that the bike industry really should keep around. I have some, I can't talk about them, but I've heard some things. So <laughs> we'll see. It could be if some of the stuff I'm hearing and, and have helped facilitate hookup ha- like actually happens, it will, it'll be stunning, but we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Cool. Uh, yeah. All there right. are people that have, that are, have their ear to the ground for, for Maurice and uh, we'll see what, we'll see where any of that goes, but yeah, porn went out for dirt rag. Cause you're definitely, will be missed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you have for us this week? Well, I have, we took a little break last week as some people might uh, have recognized cause we had other things going on. So I'm going to talk about Florida cause I didn't have a chance to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk about Florida. Florida is so Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it could not be more Florida than it, it could is. Not be more Florida. It's such a Florida place to be. <laughs> Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I had the most Florida of Florida trips. Um, as you might remember, maybe other audience people, if you were listening, I had a double hitter on tap for the 25th and the 26th. Uh, the plan had been to go to South Florida and Dave and I would do the sugarcane 200. That's 200 miles, obviously, as a relay on Saturday. And then the Gravel Gladiator, which was supposed to be the uh, last event with the Chase Lounge uh, from Salsa on Sunday. So it would be like a good 200 miles of gravel, you know, over the weekend. Uh, Well, the Wednesday before all of that was set to happen, Gravel Gladiator sent out a high priority message saying canceled. So, (laughs) yeah, 
unbelievable. Um, they didn't really say what was up, just something out of their control, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It was pretty funny. They they shut down their Facebook page, their event, everything. Like you could not. It was just like four oh four. You could not contact them. Wow. So yeah, maybe not the best handling of it, but whatever. Um, but it really did kind of knock the wind out of my sails because I had actually been I'd been kind of psyched for the weekend. So I had I had put in some longer rides. I'd been sort of doing everything right. And I was tapering and I was feeling very ready to go. Wow. So I was, yeah, I was just like gonna really do it, you know? And I was like, oh. Like that I don't know, you know, I mean when you're planning mm-hmm. that. So so I decided I had toyed around with like, well, I could just bump up to the two hundred, but Dave and I were already signed up for the relay and you know, I, I didn't want to just like leave him hanging. So I just decided um, I just decided that I would just ride it anyway, that I would do my leg, uh, pick up Dave at the halfway checkpoint and just ride back with him. You know, we could just have a (laughs) (laughs) like whatever. We just have a ride. (laughs) We would have company. Um, And I was kind of stoked about it. One, you know, I was emailing with the Bert, who was the sugarcane promoter about my plan. And he was like, that's totally cool. Whatever you want to do. And then he had said that the second half, because it's supposed to be a big loop. Uh-huh. The second half is where all the um, big birds were anyway, like the cranes and the, you know, there's, there's a lot of wildlife down there. So mm-hmm. I was like, that is cool. So we get that down there. Uh, we flew down Friday, pick up our bikes at the shop, head out into the parking lot for, there were like three different scheduled rider meetings you could go to. It was like four o'clock. Um, and basically Bert says, okay, tomorrow's course all left up. Like, and we're just like, oh, Okay, um, and that pretty much set the tone for a lot of uh, a wacky but ultimately fun weekend. So the reason the Gladiator was canceled because, uh, and that's the way it was to be the next day, is because South Florida Water Management Commission, or it's SFWC, uh, pretty much said, nope, you cannot run your event on you know, some of the levees and some of the other places that, that they were planning to traverse. Bert had checked in, was under the impression that he was clear. Uh, but then he got word on Friday that there were going to be cops out there ticketing riders $500 a pop if they rode over some of the South, water, water, South Florida water management property. So he's just like, and since they are closed on Fridays, because that wasn't from him. He was getting word from others that that was going to happen. So sort of a whisper down the alley situation. But he had no way to verify it. He had no way to figure out if that was actually going to happen or if it was just whatever. Crazy. So in the interest of like not having that happen and keeping the sanity, uh, he decided to just make it an out and back, you know, so totally avoiding that property, you Uh know, just uh, which a little chaotic. It it changed the start. yeah, so to some random, it was just hilarious. Like, it was supposed to start in a Publix, but he's like, okay, I'm going to park my van at an intersection uh, by this road. And when you see the van, you turn left and you go down and we're all like, oh, my God, are you kidding? But he sent us uh, he sent us files, you know, like new GPX. Files. He had to do all that that night. Like the. Oh, my right. gosh. It's insane. Then And the race starts at 5 a.m., Five in the morning. Yeah. Five in the morning. 
So we got the files at like 8.30 or 9 and then like uploaded them and basically just crashed because we had to get up at 3.45 in the morning to start getting ready. And I will just say I did triathlon for a good 10 years, did all kinds of crazy races. I think that's the first time I ever set my alarm that started with a three. I don't think I have ever gotten uh-huh. up uh-huh. before four o'clock. Uh-huh. For an event. Um, but you know, you're it was pretty easy. I mean, you're all race day morning, you're all excited and jacked up anyway. So uh Hopefully. I am anyway for me. <laughs> um so I was up, I you know, I, I had like the coffee already and I wasn't I had I had planned my nutrition well, already planning that I was not gonna get up three hours before and have a giant breakfast. Right? I mean, that just wasn't gonna happen. So I wasn't too worried about it. We we got we found the start. Um, it did end up being delayed a little bit because, of course, not everyone got the memo that the course had changed. Some people were already tucked away <laughs> in bed. Um, so he had to go get some people at the public's parking lot and bring them back to the new start, uh, which was fine. It gave people more time to, like, get their stuff together and do Instagram stories. And people were just rolling around. It was <laughs> it was really foggy and pitch black. And we were like Ooh. in the Everglades. It was pretty wild. Uh, Ted King was there. Jeremiah Bishop was there. Amanda Nelman was there. Who else was there? Oh, Jamie Bestwick, who's like um, the million time X game BMX gold wet medal winner guy. Super, super, super nice. He, uh, he, he came up. He told me his wife bought him my book for Christmas because he's all in, <laughs> which is so endearing. I've met him before. Um, he, he, he is all in on gravel now. Like he's gonna, awesome. Yeah, he's all in. He bought an open. Super, super into it. Super. Into, and I think this was his first event. 200 miles. Like he just just dove straight in. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was, it was props pretty for cool. That. Pretty. It was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> he did say that he w- wished he had put a new arse in his uh, drop bag for the checkpoint because his butt was really uh, pretty sore <laughs> by the time we got to the 102. Anyway, mm. uh, yeah, he didn't have a spare behind. But anyway, um, it was it was really dark. But also, which I didn't I had lights and we all but nobody had like stadium like, you know, we all just had a little pin or lights on the front of our bars. Oh, and it was really dark for the first two hours. So. In what on one hand, it made the first 20 or 30 miles go by super quick. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because it was so, you're, it was just sort of you're waiting for the sun come, to come up and you could tell there was a hesitancy for the pack to break up. You know, like there was a kind of a big lead chunk and then there was another chunk of pack behind. But like nobody was doing anything like it was it was pitch black in the sugarcane fields and the Everglades. Like everyone's like, let's just all stay together <laughs> until <laughs> until the sun comes up and and we can see that we're not going to our death. Um, so it stayed together pretty well. I I ended up like I always do in no man's land for a while. And then Jamie, I saw Jamie behind me and he finally caught up. He caught me and I was like, oh, thank God. So we just stayed together uh, with a there's like a couple roadies who were just coming over to gravel. Lots of triathletes down there, uh, which didn't <laughs> surprise me coming in, you know, coming into gravel. Uh, and it was man, it was flat, flat, flat. Uh, the way there, there wasn't much wind yet, which was good, but it was still nice to be working with some people because it was very flat very flat very long 
Anyway, we get 40 miles in. We turn on to this very soft, sandy road, uh, the kind that just you're just sort of like bobbing and weaving, just trying to like make a straight line because it's sort of like riding through sand dunes. I'm like, <laughs> man, that's kind of like it's going to suck coming back to this. And, you know, we're all just trying to find a way. And this pickup truck rolls up and rolls down his window and says, the law has been notified. Y'all are on private property and you're trespassing. And we're like, oh, OK. <laughs> it's like we just kept going. We just waved. We're like, all right, we'll be off your property as soon as we get off the sand. Um, at just hoping to beat the law. And we did, though, I guess people behind us didn't like the cops actually did come there were rumors about the sugarcane farmer eventually having a shotgun. I don't know how much of that was real or how much it was just like the story growing. Um, but they, the cops definitely did come. And wow. Yeah, the race kind of got disrupted a bit there. Anyway, we that was behind us. We were just like, OK, whatever. We got off that sand road and we kept looking for uh, th- there was supposed to be a rest stop at Joey's Pizza. But Joey's Pizza was actually somebody's house. Because with like a sign in the window. <laughs> so we actually never we kept looking for 60 miles for Joey's Pizza and then just ended up 100 miles without ever stopping because you didn't recognize I, a business. Yeah. Thank God I put that extra bottle in my pack. Like I almost was like because it was foggy and it was whatever. It wasn't that hot yet. Like, I don't know if two giant bottles, if I stop once, I would have been so I had all the calories and all the water I needed. and. Thank God, because wow. it would have been not awesome. We got to the halfway point super fast. It was like 545, like five hours. And four. And Dave, of course, is not dressed yet. I'm like, what are you been doing for six hours? <laughs> like, <laughs> What are you doing? Oh, you got here fast. I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, are you new here? <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe you should put on your shorts. What do you think? Like, I literally, I went in and ordered a hamburger. I'm like, I'm going to get, like, lunch and fill my bottles. Please get dressed. Um, And then this guy, one of the volunteers, comes over and he says, so there's been a situation, and uh, we're going to shorten the course to 150. And, uh, you know, basically to avoid the angry sugar farmer situation again. And it's funny, because as I was coming into the checkpoint area, like, because it's out and back, you know, we saw Ted King, and we saw all, like, Jeremiah and that whole group, and... They were all they all looked really happy. I was like, they look so smiley. Like, I wonder if they're telling funny stuff. And I'm sure that they were so happy because it's like 50 miles left. You know, like. January is very early for 200 miles, right? Uh-huh. Like one, yeah. 150. I was not I was not I'm like, that doesn't bum me out. I mean, I think some of the relay people were a little more, you know, because if if you wanted to do 100 and now you got 50. But some people just went out and just got another. They just kept riding. You know, they finished and just like circled around and did some other stuff if they wanted to get if their heart was sent on a century i kind of get that mm-hmm. but none of the 200 mile people were crestfallen <laughs> we were all just like oh cool psych yeah that's great um yeah so dave and i just rode around for the for the next 50 miles or so and i i gotta i gotta say this you know the sun the burned off the clouds and there were alligators everywhere there were birds everywhere it was pretty cool, like just to like see all the wildlife off to the side. And I think the the funniest stretch of the whole day was around one twenty five. And we were on this interminably long stretch 
into the headwind had then also kicked up too because the sun you know heated everything right. up and the winds kicked up and i looked out and i looked up and i'm like where did this hill come from like i'm like i don't remember a hill and i kept i kept charging like literally like i'd get out of the saddle i'm like i think it's the top at those bushes and i would like get out of the saddle and charge i'd be like it's not the top so i kept like i kept doing this and I, I'm, i've long since dropped dave and at some point i look back i'm like i'm just gonna wait for him and i waited for him i was like what grade is this and he and he's like zero <laughs> i was like i'm like what he's like it's zero there's no grade i'm like does this not look like a hill he's like yes but it is not a hill it went like that for 11 miles and we climbed one foot. <laughs> <laughs> one foot. Wow. It was the most, I've never had an optical illusion like that. It was, I would have bet a lot of money that we were on like a two to 3% grade. Uh-huh. It was, uh-huh. it was, or, or even more, it looked like a hill. Anyway, it was not a hill. And thankfully we eventually turned off that road and, you know, got to the finish, uh, found out that we had bagged second place in the mix in the or in the overall relay category, which was which was really cool. Awards were at Bert's house the next morning and he made crepes and eggs and bacon and there were pastries and coffee and all's well that ends well. We got nice little awards. So it was it was funny, like everyone was like, Oh, weren't you really bummed and weren't you really mad? And I was like, No, you know, nobody was really mad or nobody and I think Good. part of it was I think part of it was a it's so early season, right? Like this is everybody's just there to like wear shirtless, you know, how like go with no sleeves and be warm and get some miles in. And also like so much of gravel is like polished, for lack of a better word, in some places now that it was kind of good to just see like mayhem. <laughs> just like <laughs> It was kind of fun to just be like, OK, this is real grassroots right here. And, you know, stuff happens and you roll with it. and that. uh I don't know. It was everybody. I didn't see many frowny faces. Like most people were just like, okay, this is cool. This is what we're doing. You know, like we didn't get shot. That's good. That's good. You know, we're just gonna, um, you know, the next day we did a ride through a nature preserve, just like 35 miles. And I was just like, oh my God, I, I think if I lived there, I don't know if I'd ride that much. Like I, I really, I really, really don't like Dave's like, I would like find something else like that, you know, I, I anything like, fishing and smoking weed i don't know what you do but like it's just, people like boats down there people like boats yeah, a lot well, yeah we saw a lot of people in boats i understand why they like to be in boats yeah it's just it's so flat yeah and that's not easy it's so flat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and windy you know so you just you don't really ever i mean i would i would totally go back down i mean just because it's 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 different and i think that's also what's cool about gravel it's funny like one of the guys kept saying yeah, well, you know, you still like it. We don't have hills like Colorado. I'm like, that's what's great about gravel is it's like whatever you've got. Yeah. Like people are just there to see whatever you've got, mm-hmm. you know, and this mm-hmm. is what you've got. Don't say what you don't. Just this is what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. I mean, fly your freak flag high. Totally. I mean, that's what this is all about. Like, you're not going to find a hill until you hit Oklahoma. Like, yeah. <laughs> like this, is, yeah. this is what we got. That that speaks to what's coming up in my poll as well. But I, yeah, I love the idea of, you know, you do a gravel event to go someplace and ride someplace that's not like home. That's the whole point. It's not home. Yep. Yeah. 
Very yeah. cool. But that was that was my weekend. It was very Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I spent a lot of time in Florida over the years. I spent one winter there uh, at a writer's colony and my parent, my grandparents. Wow, a writer's colony. Is that like a commune? Did you live in a treehouse? <laughs> <laughs> Is there something we don't know? <laughs> no, no. Uh, and there was no weed smoking either. Uh, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was, a. Uh, uh, well, actually, it's lar- uh, uh, larger than that. It's an artist colony, and it's called the Atlantic Center for the Arts. Uh, it's near Daytona, Daytona Beach, and oh, wow. they would have different sessions uh, in different disciplines going on simultaneously. So I was there studying with a poet. There was a composer there uh, who had people studying with her, and then a painter there who had uh, folks studying with her. It was <laughs> It was remarkable. That was a really neat experience. Uh, my grandparents were in Miami when I was growing up and then later oh, wow. they moved. I didn't know that. Yeah. Moved to kind of near Cypress gardens, uh, later on in life. And so I've, I've done my time in Florida and it is an interesting place. Well, I've seen people do hill workouts on bridges. Oh, this is the only thing you can do. And we, yeah. we've had a piece in bicycling about the guys that do the, uh, parking garage repeats. Yeah. Like yeah. before, like anyone's in them, they race up and like, cause you're not, I mean the wind, I mean, what do they call it? Like Dutch Hills like, or whatever, like the, that wind, Watts or Watts or Watts. Like if you need to simulate your hills, I yeah. mean, you can, that my false hill, that's, that was a lot of training. Like that was yeah. <laughs> me yeah. charging into the wind for 11 miles thinking there was a top. That's well, that, that, that was good hill training. And, you know, the other thing that I think people don't appreciate is when you're at sea level and in really high humidity, pushing through that air, it's not the same as living in Boulder. That's a great point. That's very true. That's very, very true. Yeah. The air is, uh, the air's got some substance. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, fog. I mean, I've noticed it that way too. Fog really pushing at you. So... I, oh, yeah, we were I'm, dripping. It was that foggy. You know, like oof. when my hair was soaked uh-huh. by the time the sun came up. It was really weird. It was <laughs> a that's really what, trippy experience. And that's why you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was, yeah. yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was cool. Excellent. We're going to take a short break for our sponsor, Shimano, and we'll be right back. At Shimano, we love riding, and we know you do too. As a small repayment, For all the joy your bike has brought your life, we encourage you to maintain your bike regularly. Genuine Shimano replacement parts will keep your Shimano-equipped bike running smoothly. Whether your bike is built with 105, XTR, or our new gravel group, GRX, a well-maintained bike will operate better and go faster. Worn out a chain? Consider that a badge of honor. You've been riding a lot. Does it sound like metal on metal when you hit your rim brakes? That's a sign it's time for new brake shoes. What if your disc brakes don't feel as crisp as they used to? Cool, you've been going fast. Give them a bleed. Does your chain skip on smaller cogs? You're using all your gears, and now your cassette is shot. Is that old saddle creaking? It may be fatigued because of all the miles you've put in. Consider a saddle from Shimano's Pro line of components. And what about your feet? Cleats can and do wear out, especially the right cleat if you're a cyclocross racer. Whether it is the plastic cleat on a road shoe or a metal SPD cleat, they can and do wear out. 
To keep that love burning bright, show your bike a little TLC and take it by your nearest Shimano dealer to keep it running just like when it was new. All right, we are back with The Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. Patrick, what do you have this week? So last weekend, I did my first non-grasshopper gravel event of the season. Oh. The Tour de Placer Roubaix. This is the fourth year I've ridden the event, and it is one of my very favorite events I do all year. And after my poll two weeks ago, uh, in our last episode, I got to thinking about how you know, this fall, when I got my notice about entering it, you know, registration had opened. I didn't even think twice before signing up. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm in. The ride climbs out of Auburn, which is in the Sierra foothills, uh, you know, east of Sacramento. And most of that climbing is reasonably gentle as you ride along the old gold miners flumes. And more than 50 percent of the course is on dirt. And then there's the descent down Yankee Gyms, which is a really cool gravel road, maybe only five or six percent. And the the upshot there is that, you know, you can really kind of attack that descent and not really risk too terribly much. That's, uh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Fun, but not terrifying, perhaps. Right, right. No terminal velocity stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Then you cross the rickety old bridge that spans the North Fork of the American River. And that that bridge may be the most dangerous thing in the whole ride. Uh, (laughs) Maybe not. Um, But you climb up out of the gorge. This is still Yankee Gyms. And there are half dozen switchbacks and countless other bends. It's just a beautiful meandering road. You pass waterfalls. There are moss-covered boulders. Uh, it's a nearly five mile, 2000 foot climb. Wow. Yeah. This year they changed the course a little bit, adding another big descent down to a river. Uh, Mm -hmm. and then a a really, really difficult climb back out Ponderosa road. I mean, holy cow, holy cow. (laughs) You know, you were, you were saying how you thought you were on a grade and there was no grade. I have the opposite experience of looking at the road in front of me going, it doesn't look that steep. I, I don't know. I mean, why am I going so slow? It looks like it, I don't know, six, <laughs> 7%. And I looked down. I've been there. It's 14%. It's like, wow. Oh, oh okay. That's good. There, that's good. That's why I'm slow. Okay. <laughs> good affirmation there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, you know, the other thing was the last time that road was graded, the Ramones were still touring. Oh. <laughs> It was it was beat, but it was a really fun addition, a, you know, a new thing to do for the ride. And then there was the rest stop, which has had quite an effect on folks around here in Sonoma County. They make quesadillas live mm-hmm. on the spot. So you've got cheese and bacon, just cheese uh, and chicken and cheese. I think there may have been one other, but those were the three that I are. No, I had two bacon and one chicken. Uh, and some of our friends advised us that, that was really too much quesadilla to have before getting back on the bike. And it, was it? It was not. It was no. not. The second beer bong may have been. <laughs> uh, there, there, are photos. <laughs> there are photos. There are photos. Um, so, and the other thing about the course was in terms of the changes for the first time in the history of the ride, we actually got to descend some of those flume trails. Um, and they're only like 3%, 
Uh, and if you really screw up too much in some spots, you'll end up in the drink. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, a good reason to kind of keep it cool. But those trails are just so neat. It's, it's such a fun thing to ride. But again, back to my original point, you know, I, I really got to thinking about, well, why is it I love this ride so much? What is it about mm -hmm. this that other events that I go to don't inspire the same level of yeehaw, I'm in, I'm in, I'm going. And so number one, definitely the course. It's incredibly beautiful and it gives you the perfect opportunity to land, uh, to ride in a landscape that's just far enough that I need an excuse to go visit. That's not a normal day trip on my own right. where I'll just get up in the morning. Uh, you know, so it's, despite the fact that it's not local, the drive isn't that long. It's, you know, three hours in bad traffic uh, and can be done at two if you're leaving at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at 52, 53 miles, the ride isn't so long and challenging that I'm wasted after it's over. It was about 6,000-ish feet of climbing. It's not a race. Plenty mm -hmm. of riders go super hard. Uh, yeah. Certainly I did last year when it was raining uh, and cold. Uh, the fees go to a great cause. They support the local NICA team there. Um, and then uh, did I mention bacon and cheese quesadillas? You did. That's a good reason to, to do it. Yeah. <laughs> All by uh, and the, the chicken and cheese, they, they weren't quite as good as the bacon cheese, but they were still really good. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh quesadillas, hot. Uh, and then the ride finished at Moonraker Brewing. So, you know, you get, you get back, you know, you put your bike uh, in the bike parking, the bike valet that the Nike kids are busy running for them. Right, right. Oh, I love that. And Did then they wash your bike? Yeah. Oh, no, they didn't that. wash it. But oh, the, you know, we have our Nike kids wash our bikes. Okay. You gotta step it up, man. I'll I gotta what, spread like, the word. Wow. Yeah, like a, a little, they, they accept donations, but it is amazing. Yeah, you give them your bike and they clean it up and give them yeah. a but donation. You can't, you can't give them beer. You have to give them like, cash. You have to give them some cash. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, so we pull back up in Moonraker and they give us a burrito and a beer. Nice. I'm like, well, I'm set now. It was. It's just such a good event and the people who put it on are so nice. And Jay Gerard, who's the, the point man on this. I mean, I saw him going around talking to people, asking him their opinion of the, the changed course and the new bits and what they thought of it and how things went out there. He's obviously super concerned to make sure that everybody has an absolutely stellar time and seeing a guy that engaged and that concerned is always just, it's really reassuring. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's kind of that combination of stuff that I realized that's what I'm looking for more and more. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to worry about how fast I've been all that often. Right. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, but although I, I don't want to be dead last at a grasshopper. I'll, I'm willing to go on record saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and I have been at risk. I have been at risk. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I ended up riding with some fr friends from here in Santa Rosa and, you know, having company was a lot more fun than not having company and riding in the rain by myself last year. For sure. I, I'll was the say weather that, nice? Yeah. It was a little yeah. cool, 
But, you know, once you were moving and had your heart rate up, it was perfect. Yeah, uh, it, was good. it was it was just cool enough that most of us were debating vest or not vest or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were doing that actually in Florida, too, because it was pretty chilly at five in the morning. I can imagine. Like, I had not taken I took a little light rain jacket just in case, but mm-hmm. I didn't even bring arm warmers. And I was kind of oh. kicking myself. I was like, I am cold. But then I was just like, it's only going to get warmer. It's only going to get warmer. <laughs> and it, it did indeed only get warmer. <laughs> it, was, it was fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I ended up not doing the vest, but I did have arm warmers. I'll say that last year, you know, with the conditions being like down in the thirties and just pouring rain at times, it, you know, even the mild times where it was still like a, a steady rainfall. I was proud of the ride that I did last year. Mm-hmm. I had a fun time this year. That's good. That's, that's better. <laughs> that's better. I mean, it's nice to be proud of yourself, but it's better to have fun, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was willing to hang out at the bottom of Yankee gyms and have that second beer bong so that people could get pictures of me. (laughs) 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 I haven't done a beer bong in a long time, dude. I don't know. Last time I did a beer bong, there was a goldfish going down that tube. That's how how long it's been. (laughs) That's college. It wasn't like last week, folks. But anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been so long. I don't remember the last time I did a beer bong, yeah. you know, but yeah, college, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so I'm curious, Celine, I know you like to switch it up a little bit I every do. year and have fresh challenges. What is it you look for? What, you know, what do you, when you look at somebody's website mm-hmm. or Facebook page, what is it that makes you go, Ooh, Ooh, that I, okay. That's something I need to go to. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I, um, I, you know, obviously the, the clear things are, have I been there before? You know I mean? So like, I always like to find roads, even if it's something local, you know I mean? Uh-huh. It's kind of cool sometimes like that rock and road event I did, you know, I found roads that are by roads that I ride all the time that I haven't done, you know? So that was super cool. Um, I like something that gives me like a little sense of adventure to it, you mm-hmm. know, like I, 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 that's what captures my imagination most. Like, it's just, we're going to be going, like, I'm not, you know, it doesn't, I, I, it does not need to be a beat down. I don't always like, I don't need to, to prove myself, but like, I like, I like something that promises to be challenging. Beautiful is always up there. You know, is, is it going to be beautiful? Am I going to be going through territory I haven't seen? Am I going to have like, like you're talking about just just being immersed in some really cool place. You know, like when I when I did the coast to coast across Michigan, I mean, that that captured my imagination on every single level. Like I love point to points, which are very hard to do. Sure. Uh, I, I had never been in that part of Michigan. Uh, there was all like we're going to go through the Manistee State Forest and that looked really magical. And it just like it just ticked all of those boxes. And those that's the stuff I look for when I'm when I'm sort of scanning the horizon, like what would be cool, you know, like right now I'm looking at some events in West Virginia that I've never done. And I know West Virginia is indeed a wild and wonderful place. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of magical places in West Virginia. So yeah, yeah, you can usually get the vibe of like if something has a, you know, something that's, that's a little chill, but yet still organized, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) try to, try to walk that line when I can. But 
yeah, it doesn't always have to be uh, like it doesn't always have to be super long or super hard. And you know, like you, I, I'm not I'm not looking for an aggro kind of experience often right now. You know, like a race face start to finish. Don't put a foot down. Grab your, you know, like there's yeah. a time and a place for that, but there are fewer and further between. I've done that for a long time. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to race, I like I like this. I like the uh, social racing, the segmented things where, like, I've talked about many times where they just have different segments and I just race those. And then that satisfies that in me. But it, I don't have to, like, start to finish. Be like, yeah, just on. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the other things that I'm realizing also is that you consider like a grand fondo. Okay, that's not a race. And you, some of the Grand Fondos go to really, really pretty places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so often the course is so sanitized that just as you observed, you don't ever have to put a foot down except for maybe the rest stops just to get more fuel. And with the gravel events, you know, there are obvious regroup points if you're out with friends. There are that's great true. opportunities to pull over and have a look. You know, you yeah, get to the top yeah. of the climb and yep. it's like, well, let's let everybody get here. And let's look around a little. Let's take some pictures. Yeah. Uh, You know, stopping for the waterfall and getting a picture of that and like just listening to the water thunder through. You know, if that had been a full on race, I wouldn't have done that. Oh, totally. I I didn't last year because it was raining. Um, Well, yeah, that's fair. But But even I mean, this this thing down in Florida, and that's the other thing I liked about it is like because it is so early season and people were not like in that mode at all. (laughs) Um. You know, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Like we definitely like, you know, we, there were like these, uh, gates that were closed that we would close off some of the access roads that we would have to either stop and try them over or go around. And we definitely like stopped and took pictures of each other and like did all, it was, it was much more low key. And it's, I kept wondering if the guys in the front were having like, like planned Instagram story breaks the way that they would plan a nature break because, you know, like <laughs> they all like did these stories, you know, while they were at the front of the pack. And I was like. Must just be like, okay, everyone get your phones out. <laughs> it's time to like, <laughs> like time a pee to break. make the sponsors yeah. Yeah, happy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no attacks. Right, right. Nobody attacked <laughs> during the Instagram break. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I need to spend more time there. Or, or maybe not, but I don't, I don't go there very often. I should. Where's that? Maybe. Instagram. Oh, okay. I'm like, Florida? Didn't we just talk about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, this no, won't I mean, require a boarding pass. I think you would like cycling. Cycling Instagram is a is a nice place. It's you know, I mean, I my feed is nothing but like people with bikes and stuff. Yeah, you know? just like you can't complain about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe so. Maybe 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 even less Facebook than I've been doing. Yeah, I mean, I I have a. I have by and large a very positive Facebook experience because I keep it to my uh, Fit Chick Facebook page where I just talk about bikes and stuff. And like, we just talk about training. Like it's, it's a, it's, it's a much more, you know, I don't go down the rabbit holes of the other stuff very much. It's, um, and it's been, it's, it's frankly, it's good for my business. You know, it's good for promoting my stuff. I use it that way. The one that I actually like the least is Twitter, frankly. I find Twitter is just people yelling at each other and being outraged or trying to be funny and broadcast. I like, I have a really hard time in that. I get news from it and I get information. I don't tweet much because I just find it 
an oddly hostile environment. I just really don't love Twitter. It's it's weird. Most of the time that I spend on Twitter is kind of, you know, what I would call personal time. Uh, my personal account, Patrick M. Brady, basically all I follow on that account are literary agents. Just seeing oh, what they're talking oh, about, what they're up to and what they're shopping for. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And so it's, yeah, it's a foot in another world. And uh, a, yeah. f- for the most part, that's very not political, not socially no, it's a good provocative. way to embed in a world for sure. I mean, I follow a lot of exercise physiologists. I mean, I get a lot from Twitter. I don't want to this back because I do. I get a lot from it. I just don't engage it much because it, I don't. That's just not how I engage. I don't engage in short. Uh-huh. You know, how it's just not how, and I, I like to have, and in Facebook, I mean, I actually do have discourse with my readers. I, you know, like we, I have like these great conversations and people ask questions and it just, that just doesn't translate really well on Twitter. It just doesn't happen very well. It's a much friendlier forum when you are engaging people that way. It really is. I, I, and that's the reason I'm way, uh, I'm way more on Facebook than I am Twitter. Yeah. I mean, it's just, Twitter's just like a. And, and and you do have like the Twitter mob kind of thing that happens too. Oh yeah. Like it's just a yeah. really strange play, but yeah. Anyway, no, I think, I think you would like the IG. I mean, it's a, uh, it's, it's yeah. You know, pictures, nice pictures of bikes and stuff. Uh, yeah. And I, I do like those. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Why don't we roll out into pics? Yeah. What do you have? It is that time of year where I am getting uh, all kinds of nutritional stuff to try. And uh, so that, that might make up a bunch of my picks coming up. But my mm. the first. Yeah. Yeah. It, which I like. I mean, I, I like staying current on what people are doing with stuff. But this is not a new person. It's a Tailwind. Are you familiar with their products? They're out of uh, Colorado. Tailwind drink mix. I don't I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, you, I don't you, think you probably wouldn't be because they're not your jam. They are another one of the nutrition in a bottle, you know, okay. like food in a bottle kind of that kind of deals. Like, uh, I think I have a bag right here. It says all you need all day. Really? <laughs> that is their, which I kind of like. I mean, I kind of like that. I kind of like their tagline. <laughs> I do appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and it was founded, you know, by a cyclist who like had a lot of trouble with re- gut rot and you know at leadville and all that kind of stuff and for some people these things are the solution hands down not what I, I say it all the time and it's true we're not test tubes some people do not do well with this they can eat sandwiches all day long and drink water and they're fine like you need to really find out what works for you um and that changes over time as this person who's been racing for 25 years has experienced but um so Tailwind is another one of those where it's like 100 calories a scoop and you can put up to, uh, you know, a lot of scoops in there. 300 <laughs> maybe is the, is the thing. Um, and it, it, I, I like it. It, it. it ranks up there with Morton in my mind as far as how being light, you know, for being uh-huh. heavy. Like Morton has this quality that it feels light even though you're drinking a lot of calories. Uh, all of these I have to test during really hot days yet because that's the real test for a lot of this for me is can you actually stay hydrated and uh, get your calories in because sometimes yeah. that just falls apart when it's actually when you actually need a lot of water. Yeah, uh, when it's forty five degrees, you can drink almost anything. Totally, totally. Um, they have a new caffeinated line, and that's that's uh, they have a caffeinated uh, endurance fuel which has thirty five milligrams uh, per hundred calories. 
they have to be kind of careful with that one. And they actually do say like, don't use this more than six hours. You know, don't just keep pounding caffeinated bottles because you'll be sorry that you did. Um, but it works quite nice. It gives you like a little, you know, it's just enough to give you a little lift. I have the cola flavor. I kind of wish they had sent me the green tea because I don't love cola, but boy, I love green tea. So I might actually uh, try to get some of that to test out too, because that stuff, it's like the matcha scratch stuff. I love that stuff. That not one's, yeah, that's good I stuff. Yeah. Not too sweet. Um, and what I'm really more interested in that they just sent me is they have a, um, a recovery that's often also caffeinated that's coffee flavored. And caffeine does two things. It can help accelerate sort of your, you know, your restocking process. It can sort of help with the recovery. Uh, and it also, I mean, you know how you feel like 100% blown out often after something and you want to no. just lie down and take a nap? <laughs> yeah, no. it happens. It's nice to have something like this when you have to be kind of functional, when you have that like giant crash after. Yes. <laughs> when you have that giant crash after an event and you need, it's nice to have. A, and again, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's complete proteins like organic rice protein and they supplement it with amino acids to make like a complete protein. And they add a little healthy fat from coconut milk and some carbs and electrolytes. And it's, uh, it's good. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a nice, I would totally see myself using this after like those big days that just drain, totally drain you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have you ever pulled into the parking lot of a convenience store or a fast food place or grocery store or anything halfway home from an event to yes. take a nap? Oh, not to take a nap. Oh, um, have I? Oh, no. Only after the only thing I've ever done is Dave and I have switched. Like if I buy if I was by myself, maybe I would, because there's definitely been times when we've both been in the car and I look over at them and I'm like, could could you use some help? You know, and then like I take the wheel and and he sleeps. Usually I'm OK. I have found myself slapping myself sometimes after big days because that that crash is is real. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Sometimes if I just get some food, it perks me back up. So I have pulled in just to get like some sort of, you know, God knows what it is. Sometimes it's just like beef jerky and like some horrible thing, like a monster, uh, energy drink. And that usually gets me home. But yeah, no, it, that's, that's a real thing, especially if it's cold. Like if you've been racing and that just, that yeah. knocks you right out. Yeah, I there were so many times I did those early spring road races in the Central Valley and driving back to Southern California, I'd get to Bakersfield -ish, somewhere around there, not quite through the grapevine, knowing that I had the hard part of the drive still to come. And, you know, the head's nodding. Oh, that's and the worst feeling in the world. Pinching yeah. yourself and the passengers completely passed out. Even worse. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I remember like any number of times pulling up. There was one one uh, convenience store on the 99 outside of Bakersfield that I have taken more than one nap at. Wow. That's that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, I, though. That's, that's, that's the right move. It was, you know, they were never very long, but, you know, I'd, I'd get that out of my system, go get a Coke or Mountain yeah. Dew and <laughs> be on my way. Yeah. Oof. Uh, so I'm going in a completely different direction with my pick. Okay, go for it. <laughs> uh, and this was a little bit unplanned until I realized what was going on earlier today. 
So Sonoma County is known for its beers. Yes, we're known for our wine, but we are really known for our beers as well, like world mm-hmm. famous. And one of the world's most lauded beers is Pliny the Younger, made by Russian River Brewing Company. Pliny the... Pliny the Younger. The Younger? Yes. So Pliny I know the, the Elder. Right. Pliny the Elder is a double IPA. Yeah. Pliny the Younger is a triple IPA. God. It's released once a year. I can't even imagine. Think back on the first time that you ever had a good beer and you went, oh my God, they put flavor in it. <laughs> Do you remember that experience? You might, you had to have it, right? I might not have even liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while, but yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, the first time I ever had beer was like, why do people drink this? Right. And, yeah. You know, and then, yeah. There then was you the evolve. Th- yes. Right. And there but was I that find first- there's a tipping point with the IPA thing, man. I don't know. Like, I like hops, but some people are just ludicrous. Is this ludicrous? No, it's really well balanced. That's the reason okay. why several different beer publications have called it the, the world's finest beer. Okay. It's, it's gotten some serious awards over the years. So today is the release. Traditionally, it's released for two weeks. That's it. And it was strictly on draft. So you had to come to Sonoma County with a growler Uh, or a growler. Nope. No growlers. And there would be, you know, the odd, uh, the odd keg would go out to places in San Francisco and Oakland. There would be a few that would kind of make it out of the County, but there have traditionally been a handful of places, uh, in and around Santa Rosa where you could find it. And yeah, two weeks. Uh, you were permitted three 10 ounce pours and that's it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you'd get like a little, uh, a little wristband with three little <laughs> tabs on like it. Like a little, yeah. They wow. tear each one off as you got your beers. Yeah. Huh. And well, this year they're, they're doing some cans. They're doing some cans of Pliny the Younger for the first time. Wow. Yeah. So, and meanwhile, <laughs> as if to say, Hey, you know, you're not the only game in town. Hen House Brewing, also here in Santa Rosa, just released their big chicken. And their big chicken is also a triple IPA. 11%. Wow. Bottle yeah. of wine and never can. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it's, this is a fun time of year to be in Sonoma County if you are a fan of beer. And mm-hmm. so for anybody out there who say is already in California and might be up for a bit of a drive to yeah. come up, this would be this coming weekend and the weekend after would be a really good time to do it. Sweet. And I think big chicken is only out for like three days. So <laughs> like I've got to go out and get some four packs and I have to go to different stores to do it because everybody has a one, uh, yeah, one yeah, pack yeah. limit. Oh. We yeah. have stuff like that here where I, like people are just like, oh, can you get me? You know, because it's just like you're limited to like one something per car and they take your license and all of that. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Funny stuff. But uh, this is a good time to be a beer drinker. It is. Overall, yes, it is. And I yeah, guess it is. And I, I'd, I'd venture to say that if I gave you a taste of Pliny the Younger you go, okay, it might not be your favorite beer ever, of course. You know, you might not want more, but you'd, you'd get it, I think. I, oh, I think I'd get it. I get it. I mean, I, I appreciate I appreciate good beer. It's, or, 
It's more. really balanced. <laughs> I can't wait. I just can't wait to get some. That's awesome. Yeah. So, alrighty. That's my pull. <laughs> or my pick. All right. Oh, hey, keep those questions coming, everybody. You all have been sending some great stuff. If you've got an idea, please drop by RKP and put a suggestion in the comments. Don't forget our Paceline kits from Primal. We still have a few. They are up in the RKP store. Before we go, I'd like to put in a plug for RKP's other podcast, The Pull. The show features artisans talking about their craft in one-on-one interviews. Think Terry Gross for cyclists. I did finally get the interview with Brian Hollingsworth of Royal H Cycles together. Got all the file problems straightened out. It's up, I'm pleased to say. And it's a really fun interview. Oh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you have, please leave us a good review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It makes us easier for other listeners to find. Until next week, I'm Patrick Brady with Celine Yeager. Thanks for listening to The Pace Line.